0: Hey there, it's me Denise Lee and welcome to the Introverted Female Entrepreneur Podcast where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I wanna to talk to you about your money mindset and I want to talk more specifically about getting unstuck from the feelings that you are not worthy of making money. Now on the service, I know all of us wanna make money but if we peel back and think about about how we behave and how we react with money and how we use money, we've got a lot of um, bad feelings, bad mojo that's been tied to that. So in this episode, we're going to work through some of the issues that may cause you from not empowering yourself financially and attracting the clients that you want and you deserve to have. You're going to get all of these tips coming to you after this short break. And we're back. But before we dive into today's content, I want to ask those of you who have been listening to two or five or maybe 10 or more of my episodes and you haven't yet subscribed. My question is, what are you doing? Just go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. So that way, every time I drop an episode, you'll be able to get it instantaneously. Yes. And for those of you who have sent me a review, thank you from the bottom of my heart I want to send an invitation to all those who haven't done so. Go ahead and do that. That way, it makes me know that you're enjoying this content and others will be able to find me. So thank you in advance. Now let's get into it. I remember about two years ago, maybe a few, two years, maybe a little more, a little less, um, I went to a business expo event, and this is, yes, way before the coronavirus wreaked its ugly head and shut down large gatherings and whatnot. And I remember doing this kind of like, Um, speed business session thing with like various other business owners and I remember sitting down and talking with a young lady her name was Emily and she was a photographer and I just remember just how she just felt so nervous and edgy and just felt so uncomfortable about promoting herself and I remember feeling the same same way I'm um, here I am trying to just starting, you know, doing business coaching and feeling nervous and edgy and then we ended up trying to do a barter deal. She was going to do me pro bono photography work, I was going to give her pro bono business coaching and the whole thing fell through flat. She was not ready to work and meet with me and I was trying to force a relationship all in the name of just trying to get something cheap or just free. And it brings me to a really important question that I did not ask myself then that I has been coming to focus to me now, and it was that, why in the world would I want to work with somebody who's not performing on their A-game for something that is so important to me in my business? And it was coming from a place of fear, and it was coming from a place of insecurity, and it was coming from a place of just not feeling worthy, that... I could afford professional photography, that I could just spend the money and invest in myself, that I had to enter into a relationship where I wasn't really 100% confident that she was even able to help me with what I needed. And I think, deep down, I think she probably knew that too, because there was always these scheduling delays and all these other issues, and even though I tried to encourage and motivate her, it just it wouldn't work. And here's the thing, For all of those of you who are listening, who are consultants and coaches, listen and listen to my words very clearly. You can't force someone to work with you who is not willing to do the hard work. But here's an even more profound thought is that what kind of energy are you putting out? What kind of vibrational, like spiritual energy are you putting out where you're attracting people who aren't even ready to work with you? And this kind of ties into a bigger, broader idea is that we're putting out the energy that we're going to receive. And that goes to not just how we attract our clients, but also more importantly about our money. Because, and this is something that I think that We all know this intellectually, but we need to kind of dive deep and talk about this thoroughly. And it's the fact that money is a tool. Money is no different than the soap that you use to clean up your body. Money is no different than the lamp that you use to illuminate a room so you can see things clearly. Money is something that can make your life a lot easier it can buy you time it can allow you to attract people or things or situations that you want now obviously we've heard of the flip side of where we abuse our money it's kind of like how we people abuse alcohol or they abuse drugs or you know anything that they take to excess, meaning that it no longer has become a useful tool that's used to empower and to open doors and to make you feel more empowered. And then it just turns into a straight-up handicap where you're chasing something and it's only just filling up a, a vacant hole that can never be filled up. So this whole episode is about really... Understanding the motives behind the motives about how we use our money and how we use our time. And so, the majority of this episode is going to be focused on money, but I will touch on a little about time. When I think about money, when I kind of go and hit the Wayback Machine in my personal life to get personal with you guys, is that I saw money as something that was very scarce, something that could only be achieved if. You said the right things or you hit the right deal or you talk to the right people. It was never something that happened through consistent work. It was always just something, a random fluke, and then money just kind of rained down. And when I think about it as, like, even as a child, I thought about, you know, the random money that I got from my, my family and my friends. And I think about the random, like, events where I would work at a job and, you know, I I didn't feel that I was worthy of getting that job. And then the money just felt like a fluke. It didn't feel like something that legitimately belonged to me. And so what do you think happens when you earn money that you legitimately don't feel like you earn or like that you don't legitimately think that belongs to you is you hoard it. You kind of stuff it underneath the pillow or underneath um, the matrix, or wherever you put your money, and you just hold on to it for dear life because you don't know when that money is going to come. And I think about how I even treated my investment life. You know, when I was working a full time job and I had a, a IRA account, I didn't really want to do any risk. I didn't really want to step out and do anything risky because I I wanted to hoard the money and. So this is an example for those of you who can totally relate to that is that it's coming from a place of fear, a place where you don't even feel like you're entitled to use the money to enjoy yourself or grow your business or heck, even just feel a little bit more comfortable, like take a vacation, buy a better car, you know, trade in that hoopty and get something that's not breaking down every six months, Right. It comes in so many different flavors. And for a lot of you guys who are listening to you to me, especially those who are introverted, you've been holding on to all these feelings and thinking it's a form of, like, security. Like, well, if I hold on to these things, like, I don't tell anybody that I'm not really, like, in, in enjoying myself. That means that people think that I'm, like, selfish or spoiled or, you know, I'm not, you know, Feeling content, and that's not the—that's not what I'm talking about at all. This is about you being open and honest about what really matters most to you. And for some people, like the best thing in the world that you all need to be doing some therapy is literally, literally retail therapy. Um, it's not about just spending the money just to have money. It's just about spending the money to make your life easier. Now, conversely, I want to tell you about another another. Uh, situation didn't happen to me it happened to a friend of mine where she was given like ever since she was a kid um, one of my friends um Amy and she obviously I'm not using her real name we'll just say Amy okay <laughs> in case she's listening to it in this episode so Amy she grew up in a really wealthy family and there was never the issue of want Like, if she wanted a brand new pair of, like, baby fat jeans, she got it. If Amy wanted, you know, concert tickets to see NSYNC, boom, front row center, right? If she wanted to go out and just rent out, like, um, a space, a ballroom space for her and her friends to just party all night long, like, boom, she got it. And so imagine if you've just never had any concept or really form about how money is generated, where money comes from, and you you view money as it's it's not it's like a, it's a, it's a tool that you don't understand how to replicate. So she would basically spend money like it was water. I mean, she would. I mean, there was no such thing as no less than six pair of like Calvin Klein jeans of the same color, the same acid wash color, acid wash color. Like it was always five of the exact same things and she would just throw it in the closet. And I remember going over to her house one time and I was like, Oh man, I am going to go on this date, And I really want to see this guy and I need your help outfit. And we were about the same size. And so she invited me over and I just went to her, her closet and I swear to you, I, I, I tripped over the clothes. It was just clothes on clothes, on clothes and clothes. And a lot of them looked alike. And I remember asking her like, do you wear a some of these clothes twice. And she was like, no. (laughs) And she laughed at me and she didn't have any real appreciation for it because it was never earned. It was never given to her. So it shouldn't be a shock. As I tell you, as an adult, she views money as just something that is not important to her because she felt like it was always coming to her and the the constant and, and yeah, she has a good job now and she's good making good money, but it's not like she used it. The money is not really authentic to her. The money is just coming from a place of, ah, eh, you know, it's just something that, you know, I, I can blink my eyes and can come to it. And there's no appreciation. There's no value. There's no real care or concern about how the money was created. It was just something that will just magically appear. And I think that's an unhealthy form of viewing money too. in in the sense of, well, you got all this money that that's coming to you, but is it really being used for helping grow yourself, helping others, or is it just used to like fill up rooms? Is it just being used to just make things look ornate but inside you're dying inside. Because I think you can feel like you're dying inside with your money if you have a lot or you've got none at all, meaning that you're not viewing money as something that's used to make your life and other people's lives easier and better. It's not, you're you're not going to want to use money to kind of fill up this vacuum in your life. And so I want to share some kind of some questions that you may have kind of thought about, or may haven't thought about about how you think about money, because for a lot of people who are listening to like listening to this podcast, it's like the reason why, and just getting a hundred percent real with you is the reason why your business hasn't grown is that you're you have a foul idea of how money functions in your life. If you're only looking at your money as something that is easy come, easy go, that's a foul mindset just as much as. Hoarding it for dear life. So I want to ask you: Is if you had to go back and hit the rewind button in your mind, like where did where did these come? These beliefs come from? Did it come from your childhood? Did it come from how other people talked about money with you? Did it come from like bad financial experiences? Maybe you had a setback, like a bankruptcy or a health crisis, or perhaps you watched your family have crises. And then conversely, how do you feel about your ability to make money? Is it something that's easy come, easy go? Is it something that you feel that it, it, it just doesn't happen, like it's a miracle, it's like manna raining down from heaven, like that, that kind of thing? And then my other question I have to ask you is that if you're viewing your money mindset from either extreme, how do you expect... This is the kicker here. How do you expect to attract clients who are going to want to pay you premium if you're not valuing money as a tool? Because that's the honest to God answer that I myself didn't want to ask myself. It's like, well, here I am. am busting out doing content. I'm doing posts after posts. I'm joining all these Facebook groups and I'm working with all these people on copyright. I'm trying to improve my website and I'm just not attracting good clients. The clients that I am attracting are not wanting to work hard. They're not willing to do the things that they need to do. And the reality is I cannot expect my clients to want to work hard if I don't want to work hard and work through my own personal handicaps. One of the things about coaching that has been very illuminating to me is that you got to practice what you preach. You've got to eat the same medicine that you disperse out to people. And if you're saying to people about, I want to help you make consistent 5K or 10K or above months, and you're struggling to pay for a thousand dollars for a copywriter to help you review your sales page. That that's that's kind of that's kind of whack. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know any other any other way to say that is kind of whack because it's like you're expecting people to plow big money into you and you're not willing to plow big money into yourself, and that kind of hurts for some of you guys because you know. It's hard to take that moment, that introspective moment and to say, yeah, man, like, yeah, Denise, I got a really jacked up way of how I look money. I I don't, I, I don't use my money as a tool. I don't use money as something that will help me. And then by extension, help the people around me, like do good things that hurts. That really hurts. But for some of you guys, that's something that you need to hear. And I wanted to kind of explain to you that the, it's, a, it's like an onion. It's like an onion that, you know, every time you feel like you've, you've handled it, that there's something else that you've got to tackle. And that's, that sucks, right? That sucks. Because uh, we all want to, you know, we, we all want to think that we've got everything together and we got everything, you know, focused or, you know, whatnot. So it, it is um, kind of humbling. But I think that's part of being human and growing and, and, and learning. And the next thing I want to talk to you about before we um, dive into anything else is time. Because time, getting unstuck with how we view time is just as important, but... Um, I want to invite those of you who haven't gone on Denise G. Lee, go on DeniseGLee.com, hit the courses tab. I've got a great program that is going to be a game changer for some of you who are just feeling like you have not feeling any traction or growth in your business. It's called your, your business roadmap. It is a, uh, one hour presentation and his workbooks and a little study guide to help you get focused and on track with how you want your business to grow. So go ahead and check that out. Um, less than $100, a hundred dollars. What a great, fast and simple way to kind of get organized. So go ahead, check that out. Your business roadmap on Denise Okay. Let's get back into unstucking your time. Time is just as important as your money because when I think about time, I think about the time that I can spend with my son, the time I can spend with my husband, the time I can spend talking with you, the time that I can spend with, you know, with my friends and family. This is the thing that We as entrepreneurs, we often forget in the zeal of growing our businesses that, yes, it's important to grow our business. It's important to make more money and, yes, expand our context and just expand our social reach. But here is something more important that I want you to know is that your time is your most valuable asset and you're never going to get it back. And as much as I would love for all of you guys to be making as much money, I also don't want you to have a heart attack before age you fill in the blank with age is scary for you. (laughs) We need to make sure that our time is doing things that will improve our overall health as well as our money. So if you're going to be online, if you're going to be on Facebook groups, just for a second, you're not going to be bouncing around different Facebook groups trying to promote yourself, right? You're going to be focused on one specific Facebook group. Ideally, your own Facebook group. (laughs) And talking about your business and your mission and your specific offers, right? And captivating people, right? If you value your time and you're with your child and you don't spend enough time with your child, you're going to turn your cell phone off. You're going to close your laptop down. You're going to be present with your child. You're going to spend one day out of the week not checking your business email messages. You're going to be spending one day out of your week not tweeting or posting, or making videos cute videos with you know filters of hearts that you post on IGTV. You are going to have a balance in your life because your kids are going to grow up fast. Your spouse is waiting for you. I mean, there are people that need you that's outside of your work. And that's so important for you to be able to have that balance in your life. It's not about, yeah, we, we want to be doing income-generating activities, but you also want to be able to be present for the people that matter most to us. Because when stuff hits the fan in our business, we want to make sure that they can understand us and relate with us and, and, and comfort us. Don't feel like your business is your, like I hear so many times people say, my business is my baby. My business is your baby. Your business is literally your business. It's not your baby. At the end of the day, you need comfort and love and a business is not going to do that. It's called your friends and your family. So getting unstuck too in your time is meaning making an effort, forget an effort, a plan that prioritize your mental health and your spiritual well-being over your business. Because if you don't get that dynamic straight while you're making zero money, what makes you think you're going to get it at 10,000 K per month or 50 K per month? You know, like it doesn't happen that way. I mean, we've heard of so many different stories about, you know, celebrities and, Entrepreneurs that you know are—they're on their fourth or fifth wife, or you know they're they they they're a secret coke addict or something crazy. It's because they didn't prioritize their time to seek that balance in their and how they view their life and what that's going on with them. So, I want you to have that balance. I want you to have that focus. And for me, that's one of the things that I pride myself as a business coach is like I want. We're going to talk about your sales. We want to talk about your strategy, but we also want you to be able to have that focus in your life. So if you feel like you need that focus, go ahead on DeniseGLee.com and hit that work with me tab. I would love to sit down and talk with you about who you are, what really matters and what you want most out of not just your business, but your life, because we want to make sure your business is carved in a way that makes total sense for your lifestyle. So again, if you feel like you need that balance, that you need to feel more focused in all your areas and you want to kind of reprogram all the junk with your money and your time and you just want to someone that's not you (laughs) to talk about this, I would like to talk with you about this because I think it's really important. Well, thank you. I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I so enjoy talking with you today. If you got any questions or comments, send me a message. I'm at hello at I'm on Pinterest and LinkedIn. Say hi to me on there. But more importantly, I want you to know that you are powerful. You have the ability to transform your business and do amazing things but sometimes we just need to clean up some of the crap. So that's what I hope this episode could help you do is to have a moment of introspection and just think about things that you want to do differently. Well, thank you again. Thanks for listening. Take care and be awesome.